Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast with Hannah and Stephanie. Each episode, we invite a guest to share real stories of real faith and a real God. Through hearing these stories, it is our hope that you will discover how God wants to use your story in His much bigger story. We all have a story. What's your story? We are so glad that you are here. Katie Brinkley is a Clarksville native. Her story is one that might have left many of us bitter, hopeless, broken, and honestly angry with God. But Katie somehow still radiates joy and hope. We know that through her story, she will inspire you as much as she did us. So let's get to today's episode with our guest, Katie Brinkley. Uh, yeah, we're lots working. of feedback, lots of feedback over the, the latest episode. Yes. So, and we're excited again, because we have another local girl. We do. That's what sweet, we've found. We, yeah. we have found that Clarksville local really like to hear they, from their own. They do. And you know, what I love about Clarksville local is it's like when someone is, I will say brave enough to come on and share their story and what God has done in their life. It's inspiring others to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, you've got this I don't know, we're, we're sharing these stories and mm-hmm. um, it's exciting. So yes, yeah. I'm excited. for today. So I reached out and still kind of in the, the realm of talking about hope uh-huh. a lot. So mm-hmm. on Easter Sunday, our guest today made a post that I was like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of story there and I want to talk to her. So I reached out to Katie Neely Brinkley. <laughs> <laughs> I told her I will call her Katie Neely a million times because, yes, you know, when you know someone... <laughs> Other maiden name, right. it's hard to get used to that. Um, but yes, I reached out and she was gracious enough to say, Sure, I'd love to come tell my story. So, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, Katie, we've known each other for a few years now. Yes. And to be able to sit down with you, I know some of your story. I mean, not yes. all of it. So, I am just like, Wow, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for having me. The transparency. Me. Yeah. It takes courage. It does. Come on. Yes. So thank you. And I thank feel you. like, I, you know, the old woman over here. So I worked with her mother for years and years. No. So I feel yes. like I've watched Katie grow up. Yes. yes. So I did not know that. I looked at lots of pageant pictures of her oh, and yes. dance oh. things. Did you and do and dance all too? the things? I did. Oh yes. my gosh. Of course did. you did. I was a ballerina for many, many years. Oh, I did not know that. Look, it's Lauren's yes. yeah. So yes. tell us. Tell us kind of yeah. about who you are for folks that do not know you, your, your family, your hobbies, yes. kind of all those things. So um, Clarksville native. I will always be Katie Neely. It's mm. Brinkley now, but everybody's like, hey, Katie Neely. I'm like, hey, y'all. <laughs> um, so I am married to Dee Brinkley. We have we each brought two blessings, two gifts to our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a blended family of five children. We have a farm and two businesses and eight horses. We board the church's donkey, Thelma. We have two dogs and a very boring life. Oh. A very, very um, calm, boring life. Uh Not at all. Um, So we own a construction company and my husband's an electrician and I work full time for my family business, which is also it's industrial and commercial construction. Yeah. So we can build all the things, That's fix exciting. all the things. Um, but yeah. So tell us how old are all the kids? So Caleb is seventeen. 
There oh, is nine. Hard to believe. I know. <laughs> we were just talking about that. I'm not prepared for him to be an adult. It's crazy. So Caleb's 17, Vera's nine, Luke is eight, McLean is six, Gosh. and Joshua is 16 months. Okay, that's wow. crazy because you just had him yesterday. What that's in the what world? That's what I feel like. Yes. Um, he's now in that stage where he goes, no, no. <gasps> oh, and you hear that a lot. <laughs> so now he goes, no, no. <laughs> and everybody's daddy. Aww. So it's it's really sweet. It's um, such a fun stage mm-hmm. that we're in right now. We're trying to just cherish it because he is the grand finale to the Brinkley <laughs> clan. So we are just, he's completely spoiled. Yeah. He's adorable. He's adorable. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I know yes. He and you were pregnant with him in the uh, thick of COVID. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a little bit of our, our testimony too. So with Joshua... I was 13 weeks pregnant and I caught COVID. Well, this was the beginning of Delta. So I was one of the first Delta cases in Clarksville. And we ended up in the hospital for nine days. Gosh, that's right. After we had been sick for a week before and in and out of um, the ER just for different complications. Well, then they admitted me and it it got really scary for a Mm -hmm. long time. And that was a... A pivotal point in our spiritual journey with Joshua, and um, just knowing that there was a point in time where the doctor came in and he said, uh, you, know, you could tell he had this, this solemn look on his face, mm-hmm. and he was afraid to tell me what was going on. And I hear him step out in the hallway, and he's talking to another medical professional, and they're, they're arguing about my course of treatment, and he's in tears. And he just says, you know, I can't let her go home like this. I can't. Like, if this were my wife, this is what I would do. And just, I was so, so sick. And and there was a point where I remember they kept upping my oxygen and they kept saying, you know, there's if we keep doing this, like your body's not going to respond. And just monitoring Joshua and monitoring me and, and the, the struggle back and forth of we were so early, there was nothing they could do for him should something happen. But right. also knowing that I have for their children depending on me. And so like I have to fight for both my unborn baby and my babies at home. And there was a point where I remember thinking, God, I know you're still good even if I don't come home from this. Right. I know you're still good even if my babies don't have their mother here. And thank God he pulled us through. But through that journey, he taught us so much in trusting him. Mm. And um Ever since then, and and even before, there have been so many moments where God has proved himself faithful Mm. in the waiting, faithful in the hard, faithful in the good. And there's a verse that just resonates with me so much, and it's um, Lamentations, chapter 3. So often people talk about 22 through 23. But if you take it a step back a few verses, you gain the context of where we are in our grieving. So I'm going to open my Bible and, and kind of go from there. Um, I, I love that you have pulled out Lamentations. <laughs> yes. It's not like we're, you know, doing backstrokes in that book. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's excited. Not, that is not cross-stitched on a pillow. <laughs> Lamentations. Yeah. No. Um, when you look at the root of the word lament, mm-hmm. it's a passionate expression of grief or sorrow mm-hmm. to mourn. And then I take it to, you know, Psalm 30 verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Well, mm-hmm. what about the homophone morning? Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean a.m. 
It can mean you're grieving, your heartache, you're mourning, you're lamenting, you're crying out to the Lord. There is joy that comes from that. Mm -hmm. When you let that down, that cathartic release where you say, God, I know you are good even when this is not. Right. And so when you go to Lamentations 3, verse 20, it says, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Mm-hmm. So, so often we look at 22 and 23 and we think, oh, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. Well, that's great. But where were you when you said that? Mm-hmm. That's right. I will never forget this awful time. There's an acknowledgement that where you're standing may not feel good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It is not unchristian mm-hmm. to acknowledge the grief that you have. It is mm-hmm. not unchristian. It is not unwholesome to say, where I'm at hurts. Mm-hmm. Where I'm at is not what I envision for my life. That's right. But there is still hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can still hope yet in the Lord. That's right. He is still here. He's still present. He is still good. And there yeah. is still joy. There is still that. joy. Those mm-hmm. two things are true. And he's still God. It reminds he me of like, God. you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yes, when they're saying, absolutely. you know, He's going to show up for us. We know he is. But if he doesn't, but if not, That's right. he's still God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And Hannah, I know you and I've had this conversation before that joy and grief can coexist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's this bittersweet juxtaposition in that mm-hmm. where so often people think you're either all encompassing. It's either all joy or all grief. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the two can commingle. They do. Mm-hmm. And it's a strange feeling. It is. It is because yeah. you think joy just means happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. But it that doesn't necessarily mean I was just at a funeral recently at um we had a football player at, at our high yes. school who committed suicide and um I watched <laughs> I'm sorry I get all emotional about it. I watched his family praise God, like from the top of their lungs, worship while tears just flowed. And I was like, that is a picture of joy and mourning and pain and sorrow, but God is still good. Like that is joy to say, I'm going to praise you, though my heart has absolutely been ripped out of my chest. Mm -hmm. It was the most beautiful, heart-wrenching picture I have seen in quite a long time. Yes. Well, and hearing Katie's story, you know, if our listeners are like, oh, well, okay, so, you know, you had an illness during a pregnancy and you came through it, so of course you're praising God, but let's back up. Let's talk about some other hard things in your life because, um, yeah. Where do we start? Where do we start? Right. Well, let's start with how you met Jesus. How about that? Okay. So I met Jesus. I was blessed to be raised in a God-fearing, Christian, loving, respectful home, Um. We talked about Jesus often. We praised him. We prayed. We 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 did all the things. We checked off all the boxes. We mm-hmm. had that relationship, and it was established early on in my childhood. So I came to know Jesus, um, I believe I was eight years old, when I first asked him into my heart. And I just always trusted him. I just I was like, okay, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is He's always here. He's always been good. He's always been faithful. Like, that doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, but hey, he's always here. Um, fast forward into teenage years. I was 17, and I just lost my uncle to medullary thyroid cancer, mm. which is a very rare, aggressive form. Um, 
His genetic testing wasn't even back yet when we found a tumor on my thyroid. And that was a very critical point in my spiritual journey. And up until this point, I had never really had my faith tested. But, you know, again, he's still good even when it's not. Um, thank God it wasn't cancer, but we were in a state of waiting. We were in a state of trusting and and hope and uncertainty. And fast forward a little bit further, I get married and, you know, I graduate college, get married. I'm like, okay, you know, this is great. Life's going on, whatever. Um, my marriage falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say like that was the most critical, crucial, spiritually challenging moment of my entire life thus far. And I remember without going into to all the details, I remember specifically praying, God, I'm doing what you said. I'm I'm leading a Bible study. I'm seeking you. I'm pursuing you. I know you are good. This is what I am praying for, and I I prayed a very specific prayer. I know this will hurt me, but I know that you are here and I trust you. And he answered my prayer. And that didn't look like what I thought it would. Mm -hmm. It didn't look like the end result that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had two small children. I didn't didn't want want a divorce. You didn't want a divorce. You know, it's married wanting that. Exactly. I mean, I had fought and I had fought hard. And I thought like, Okay, God, you know, I tried so hard not to question why, because to me, when when you're asking why, we're not meant to know the why. We're meant to trust. We're not meant to have all of the answers and have it all mapped out. And, you know, he says, you may not understand what I'm doing now, but you will. Right. Mm -hmm. And now, where I am now, the wisdom that has come from that, I see where he was working. I see where he has blessed not only me, but my Mm ex-husband, our children. They are thriving. And no, it didn't look like what I wanted. No, it didn't look like the answer. It wasn't the pretty wrapped up picture of what the checkbox of, yeah, this is, you know, we we graduate, we get married, we have babies, we, you Mm -hmm. know, spend happily ever after. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, because God is still good. That's right. Even in the hurting. So if he had let you write your own story, would it look anything like what your story looks like right now? No, but it would <laughs> not at all. But you know what? Where I am now is so much more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And you're like, thank you, God. Thank, thank you all for the working through all of that mess. Thank you. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we I- hear that so often, you know, having the opportunity to hear story after story after story like that. That is a lesson God has taught me. Like, I feel like this podcast has been, if nothing else, it's like, here you go, Stephanie. Here is the lesson you need to learn. Like, my story is always better that's than right. what anyone thinks or Absolutely. can imagine or dream. And you can't stop it. And in the messy no, middle, right. <laughs> in the Absolutely. messy middle, I'm still there, mm-hmm. just like I am in the beginning, and I will be in the end. Absolutely. Like I'm still there. So, yeah. Yes. So, okay. So, so, yeah. So, you've gone through a divorce at this point. Yes. And, um, cancer scare. There's a, you know, sprinkle in a few other scary traumatic moments in my life. But <laughs> then um, divorce. And then there was a period of waiting where I had a choice. 
And, you know, I, I faithfully walked beside God and I said, okay, you know, I have this crossroads in front of me. We have two options. I can trust you and believe that your word is true, that your promises still stand, that you are still faithful, and that you have good in store for me, that I am called according to your purpose, not my own. Or I can keep trying to write this story myself. Mm -hmm. Take the pen. Yeah. Take the pen from me. And, you know, that that surrender that comes from saying, okay, God, I know this is going to hurt me, but you are worth all this hurt. Mm-hmm. You are worth whatever earthly pain, every earthly emotion, every feeling, every broken dream that I have will be fulfilled in your way. <laughs> and knowing that Seeing it, and and it's so hard to explain when you haven't been in those moments of blind trust, where you haven't been met with that crossroads of, what do I do now? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but love is a choice, not a feeling. Amen, girl. Mm-hmm. It is a choice. You choose. Do I love you, Jesus? Do I love you enough to believe that you are good, mm-hmm. that you have good in store for me? Or do I love myself? Which which path am I going to choose? Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be applicable to your relationships all across the board. Like, do I love you enough to choose what is best, not what feels right? Because mm-hmm. um, the heart is deceitful. That's right. We yeah. can't trust our heart. The God's we word can't, is clear on that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing this, <laughs> this pretty picture of what we think it's going to look like, love sometimes is tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so with that, um, there was one Sunday in 2018. So I, you know, I was a single mom. I had a three-year-old and a not even two-year-old at this point. She was like 18, 19 months old. And I remember specifically this morning just feeling the strongest desire, like, I am not going to let the enemy win today. We are going to church. <laughs> That's so hard. We, as a single mom, Ooh. I know what it was like trying to get little mm-hmm. ones yes. to church. So girl. <laughs> and I am habitually late, so <laughs> I can't even blame the kids on that one. But I remember that morning I was like, okay, God, like there is something good in store. I just, I couldn't shake this feeling that we had to get to church. So <laughs> we show up super late. The machine won't print the kids' stickers. Oh, that evil machine. Oh, it was terrible. And I was like, here we are causing this big old scene, trying to get these kids to two different classrooms. Well, Luke, even at three years old, he's always been an old soul, he wanted to sit and worship with me. He loved the band. He loved the music. And he would take and like scribble on paper and like take his little notes. (laughs) So sweet. So Luke and I are sitting, the only available seats are towards the front in the middle. <laughs> oh, girl. I'm and so I'm talking, sorry. we're walking in at like the last song before <gasps> worship, like before Brother Larry starts to preach. And I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. But hey, we're here. Thank That's you, right. Jesus. In the front. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so we're sitting there and I remember I wrote in my Bible. And I know some people are like, oh, you wrote in your Bible. But for me, it's been such a beautiful map yes. of mm-hmm. how God is working through different seasons in my life. And right. I can go through and it's Do like you see this, the date? Mm-hmm. I see uh-huh. the date. It's amazing, isn't and it? And even the color of the highlighter. I mean, everything about it, I'm just like, 
weepy thinking about it. Um, Brother Larry was preaching in Acts. And I remember through worship, the song Do It Again was playing. And I remember, you know, just raising my hands and just praying, God, I know you are still faithful. You are going to do it again. I have seen you pull me from the muck and the mire. I know it's coming. I'm not there yet, but I know it's coming. And, um, you know, beautiful part of that is it's based on Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Great is your faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So um, the end of service happens and Luke is like kicking the seat in front of me. And I'm like, oh, mercy. I don't know who's in front of me, but I'm sorry. I'm going to have to apologize after we get done. So T turns around and he is speechless. Like his mouth is gaping open, his jaws on the floor. Of and he goes, course it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. My son was kicking your seat. And he's still staring like, oh. <laughs> I don't think he said a, like a single word to me. And I remember thinking like, okay, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and I was like, well, have a great Sunday. Have a great week. And, you know, we walk out. He was smitten. He was smitten. <laughs> so that is how I met my husband. Um, but he has been – so D is the embodiment of everything that I prayed for mm-hmm. in my husband. Um, and we <laughs> – jokingly affectionately say be careful what you pray for because (laughs) there are so many traits that each of us embody that now annoy us Mm -hmm. oh girl Mm -hmm. and it's like i prayed for this (laughs) and (laughs) we love it you know jokingly, we love it but just the way that god has provided for not only me with my husband but also for my children and their stepdad, and now Joshua with his daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could have never in a million years scripted a life this beautiful <laughs> on my mm-hmm. own. Right. And so he is the man I prayed for. And I just, he's my best friend. Um, and when it was fun for us to watch the love it story was. happen because yeah, we was. sit in the back. <laughs> yeah. So we got to watch all the Sundays after that. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Y'all watched, get there before yes. I do. We were, yeah. we were rooting for the love story we because your you. husband is an amazing man. He so. is an amazing man. Yes. Absolutely. Thank oh, you. girl. We're so then everything's been blissful ever since. Oh, yes. We've never had a single issue. <laughs> because, you know, second marriages, blending families. Oh, my. It never comes with any difficulty whatsoever. Oh, yeah. girl. Um, let me just tell you, if you do not have a counselor, get one. Yeah. Counseling is great. it's beautiful. We're big and fans of counseling around are. here. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and there's, uh, what is it? Is it Kristen Bell? I don't know. There's there's an actress, and she and her husband are big proponents for counseling. And they said, "Why would you wait till there's a problem mm-hmm. to fix it? That's it's right. Preventative." And let me tell you, it is so beautiful. Like you don't wait till there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You catch it early on. You learn how to communicate with each other. That's right. Having that mediator to be like, "Hey, hey, hey, that's not what she meant. That's not what he meant," has been so beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. And just to have that sounding board to say, hey, you know, have y'all thought of it this way? Right. Has been so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So um, I highly recommend yes. counseling for anyone. Um, but opening my Bible and seeing the date that we met and seeing my husband raise his hand in worship and crying out to the Lord has been 
an answered prayer, but also a dream come true. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. sounds that sounds a little cliche, but I mean, as a little girl, I prayed and I hoped for a husband who loved God more than me. Mm-hmm. And I hoped for a man who would be the daddy to my children that they need. And seeing how God has worked through all of the heartache to get us to this point. Yes. So beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to talk about your brothers, if you would like to talk about that, um, if you're willing to talk about that, because that has been another difficult road that your family has had to travel. So um, share as much or as little as you would like about that. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. So a lot of people don't know, I have three brothers. Most people just know about John and Ben. So um, we'll start with Evan and then kind of go on from there. So Evan is my older brother, and he is two and a half years older than I am. So we grew up butting heads a lot. We are <laughs> so different in our approaches to life and and pretty much everything. Um, but we we laugh now that he's the family celebrity because he was on Live PD three times. Oh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> That sounds like my family. Telling you, okay. Well, this is a far stretch from where we grew up, but Mm. okay, sure. This is entertaining. So, um, he was in the National Guard. He deployed, was injured in Iraq, and came back a different person. He developed, um, indulged in. I don't know how you really want to want to explain it, but he became a drug addict. Yeah. And for the last decade, we have gone through so much heartache, experiencing, enduring the pain that comes from that. Yes. Because when you struggle with addiction, it is a disease. It is so many people are like, well, just quit. Well, it's not that simple. Right. Um, but everyone around you is affected. That's right. Every choice we make, whether it's addiction or um, just in general, every decision we make affects those around us. Mm-hmm. And his decisions caused our family so much hurt. Um, So, so, so much hurt. And I remember praying for him. And it it took me a long time to be able to pray for him because I was so angry. Right. I was so hurt and just frustrated. And I didn't understand because I couldn't see through a lens of compassion because I hadn't let go of that anger. Right. So I remember one Sunday I was... I was in church and I was in worship and see a victory started to play. Hmm. And I remember God just striking me to my core and just saying, Katie, I have him in my hands. I am working. There is a victory coming. Yeah. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Wait, be patient. When it comes, it is going to be so beautiful. I haven't forgotten you. I haven't left him. He's running, but he's not out of my reach. And I get chills thinking about it now um, in so many ways because he is now two and a half years clean. Yes. Praise Jesus. Yes. He is, you know, he he didn't have to, again, you know, we talk about how everything's blissful. He still had to answer for the consequences of his sin. Mm-hmm. He still had to answer for his actions and his decisions. But when he was in prison, he was in the praise and worship team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. And the ways that God worked in the waiting. That's right. To seek after him, to pursue him, 
And once Evan quit running, it's so beautiful to see how he's worked since then. Um, He said, I think I found my life first, and it's be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And he said, I had to be still. He had to go to prison to be Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. He was running for 10 years. Mm -hmm. He was running. He was hiding. He was the prodigal. He said, I had to be still. And I share this with his permission. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, I had to be still for God to work in my heart. Mm -hmm. And when he made that decision, everything changed. Um, Now his boys have their daddy. Oh, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I get to be a fun aunt. Right. <laughs> and I get to see him raising his boys, and I get to see him reintegrating and the restoration of our family. And it's so humbling to see where we were mm-hmm. and where we are now. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't mean there was no forgiveness. I mean, that didn't mean that that we didn't have to go through the hard stuff to get right. to this point. Right. Right. Yeah. We Dealing had to choose yeah. forgiveness. Accountability. Right. Accountability. Yes. Say the hard things. and Boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Boundaries are, whoo, I could talk yeah. a whole podcast on boundaries. Girl, Develop I'm trust again. Them. All yes. those things. Mm-hmm. Rebuilding trust and, and what that looks like for our family. Um, but, Again, so many people are like, oh, yeah, you have two brothers. So it's like, eh, I have three. You've You're just like, never actually, met the other one. He's running around the world somewhere. Don't really know where, but, you know, we'll mm-hmm. find him. Well, now I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we fought our whole childhood, but now I have a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're friends. That's beautiful. And so it's even more beautiful to see how God is working and restoring. He's restored the years the Lotus have eaten. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. So I just get chills thinking about it. And, you know, he's in church on Sunday worshiping with his boys. And I'm just weeping. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here like, God, you're so good and faithful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I know, again, you know, I need to get there early so I can sit in the back. (laughs) But I'm like, I know the people behind me think I am bonkers because I'm just (laughs) raising my hands and swaying and crying and mascara's running down my face. I don't even know why I bother wearing makeup. Um, Girl, you said something that I just, I recently learned this word and it has not left me. Um, In Luke, I believe it is 15. Mm -hmm. It's um, Jesus tells three stories, Mm -hmm. the lost sheep, the lost coin and the prodigal son. And he's responding to the question, why do you sit with tax collectors and other sinners? Mm -hmm. And so he tells these three stories and in every story, something is being sought out. Something's being searched for. And it's the God character. He's the one that's doing the searching. And our only job is to stop Mm -hmm. and be found, allow ourselves to be brought home. And that word uh, is teshuva. And so we use it as as repent, but it means to stop, allow yourself to be found and brought home. And so God is the one who pursues us. And our job is to stop. Isn't that beautiful? And so what your brother was describing was him running and God pursuing and he stopped and allowed himself to be brought home. That's beautiful. And Mm. if you were the one listening, if you were the one running, stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stop. Just just pause. Pause. Let him let him come get you. Let him come get you. (laughs) Quit wandering Mm -hmm. in the wilderness. Well what what I believe is if you stop and turn, you're going to run smack into it because oh, he's yeah, that there. close. He's oh, that yeah, close, there. right? Absolutely. So it's literally, it's a stop and, and pivot. And then you're going to be face to face with Jesus because he is right, he's there. right there. It's like that friends where he's like, pivot. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. With the couch. That's right. Just drop right. the couch, turn yeah. around. Right. God's right there. Yes. He's right there. Let Innovate. him pick up that couch for you. And he's yes. not mad. He's no, ready to no, celebrate. At all. In each story, something's mm-hmm. lost, something's found, and there's a celebration. So Absolutely. when he finds you, mm-hmm. it's just a big hug it and a is. celebration. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So now we've covered one brother. Yeah. yeah. So grief is weird. Yeah. Um, because the beauty is God brought me my brother back, mm. but the Lord gives and takes away. And in February of 22, we lost my baby brother, mm. Ben. Um, he had just turned 21 to suicide. And, um, I work with our middle brother, John, and we're we're very, very close, so I don't mean to exclude him in this, but um, he's made it a little easier than some of these other parts <laughs> to talk about. You're um, like, he's great. <laughs> thanks, John. Um, but the day that we found out that, that Ben was gone to Jesus, um, D, I was exactly eight weeks postpartum with Joshua. Mm. I was struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression and and didn't know it. But Dee flew down the driveway. And I remember I had been up all night, you know, nursing and and doing all the the new mama things. And I was exhausted. And I just remember he he flew in our bedroom and he had this look on his face. And he said, Katie, I need you to stand up. I was like, what are you about to tell me? Like yeah. something's wrong. And he tells me, um, you know, Ben's gone. And I remember collapsing in his mm-hmm. arms, um, which, you know, husband and wife, you know that, that that dynamic is very strong. But I remember D holding me, but I remember Jesus holding me mm. and weeping with me. And you know, Dee's holding me from the front and he's, you know, he's embracing me. But I remember feeling the Lord wrap his arms around me mm-hmm. and hold me so gently, but so securely that even though that was the absolute worst moment of my life, there was still an unexplainable peace yeah. because even though it hurt I was not alone. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I don't mean that as in my husband was right there. I mean Jesus right. was with us both. Mm-hmm. I mean he was holding us both. Mm-hmm. And he wept with me. And I think that's an often overlooked verse in the Bible. It's the shortest verse, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Right. He is God, but he's also human. That's right. He mm-hmm. feels these emotions with us. He is ever present with us in our weeping, in our our mourning. You know, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. He's with us in the morning, Mm -hmm. Um, in the a.m. and the grieving. Um, So with Ben, to know him, he was the most joyous, happy-go-lucky, just precious, precious person. And this this came out of nowhere. Um, he was inviting people to Bible study. And when I say it was, 
it came out of nowhere in the sense that he was driving two, two and a half hours every week just to go to Bible study with his friends. Mm. He was a student at Tennessee Tech and he had decided to to stop and he was all for the semester. Well, he wanted to continue worshiping and inviting people and witnessing. And so he was intentional in his pursuit of God. That night, for whatever reason, he was under spiritual warfare. And it's so confusing to say, you know, he was, he was pursuing God. So why didn't, why didn't God stop this? We don't know. Yeah. It was a choice. It was a choice he made. And that doesn't change that Ben had a relationship with Jesus. It doesn't change that that one moment. It doesn't define his whole life. It does not define his whole life. Absolutely. And, you know, we are, we are lamenting, we are weeping, we are mourning, we are crushed beyond comprehension. But I choose to find the joy, even in the heartache. Mm. Um, No, this does not feel good, but there is good that has come from this. And that sounds so crazy to say too, but but it's true. It's mm-hmm. true. Right. Mm-hmm. It's there true. are so many people who have reached out since us losing Ben who now are changing their relationship with their family. They are actively pursuing God. It, it, this has drawn them closer to Jesus. This has changed the way they view their their prodigal. They're right. maybe they're the prodigal and now they're coming home. There are so many people who've been touched by Ben's life, mm-hmm. not his death. Mm-hmm. And his death does not define him. Um, but to see how God is still allowing Ben's life to touch others yeah. has been such a gift to see. Um, my mom was given this beautiful vision from the Lord one day, um, which, as you can imagine, being a mother losing your child mm. is unimaginable. Um, but God is is working through this pain to help others. And they are creating, we are creating the Ben Neely Trauma Support Foundation. Mm. And it's helping those who help others. Right. And it's like our first responders. Our first responders. Mm-hmm. It is those who are the first on the scene, the 911 dispatch, the you know, the paramedics, the EMT, the fire, the police, anyone who is directly related to the trauma of these events that that need immediate action. And to see how God has aligned these relationships to build to this point has been nothing short of miraculous. He is taking what our our heartache looks like and turning it into something so beautiful. And I use the stained glass analogy a lot where you have to be shattered to create stained glass. But when you do, light can shine through. Mm -hmm. Yes, each piece is beautiful. You know, you can take your red and your blue and and each piece by itself is pretty. But that mosaic of pain and brokenness becomes something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's a work of art. Yeah. It is a work of art. It is a, a, other a testimony. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. And well, and I think, you know, Hannah, Hannah's one, of fa- one of Hannah's favorite verses is, 
that all things work together for good for, the, you know, for them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And yes. it's a very misunderstood scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, because everything I've heard you say is it didn't feel good. No, like I never would have said this is good. This is good. Yeah. Right. This is good. And yet through every one of the heartaches and the trials that you've had to experience on the other side, you see there's good. There's, there's good. good. There and, you know, and I heard good. one time, I've probably said it many times on the podcast, but if it's not good, it's not over. Absolutely. Because Amen we that. will, heaven will be restored on earth and it will be good. It yes. will be good again. And so I think it will be good again in our own, in our lifetime, but more so it will be good again when the kingdom comes. Absolutely. So. And Lord Jesus come quickly. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard. And I think, you know, I think, a lot of times, like I said, I have learned so much through hearing stories because a lot of times we believe, like you said, even with Ben, you know, he was seeking the Lord. Like, what, how does this happen? It's like, right. why are these hard things happening to those of us who love you, Lord? Like, you know, there's a lot of evil out there. Go after those folks, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, we don't understand. We just don't understand all of that. We don't understand how, how all things work together for good. But it's that trust and that's faithful, that faithfulness and that like trust, like we 100% trust and hope in you. Our hope, all yes. our hope is in Jesus. It's right. not yes. just a song. It's right. <laughs> and yeah. it's regardless of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's whatever happens. He's good. He will use this somehow. I may never see it yet. I'm going to trust him. Yeah. That is huge. That's right. Yep. And I, I, and I may never understand. That. Yeah. Yes. Um, even preparing for this podcast, I'm like, okay, God, I know there is someone who needs to hear this. I know that because there were so many obstacles just to get to this day. <laughs> and I thought, whoo, this is going to be a good one because <laughs> <laughs> not today, Satan. Uh, as your shirt says, by the way. <laughs> yes. I, I had a cute outfit planned and I went, nope, this is more applicable. <laughs> so something that I really need to share in this is I share with my children all the time, the Lord provides. And I try to train them in in seeing the ways that God's provision is present in every circumstance. And, you know, sometimes we we jokingly were like, oh, yeah, that light's still green. The Lord provides. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, oh, I found a dollar in my purse. The Lord provides. Parking spot up front. Yes. The Lord provides. Yes. <laughs> and it's so sweet to see the kids. They're like, look, Mommy, the Lord provides. Mm-hmm. And them seeing... And training their eyes to find the good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that look like when the way he provides isn't what we've prayed for? Yeah. What about when his provision is the wisdom found in the waiting? Mm-hmm. And that is difficult. It is difficult. That is a hard lesson for us to accept. Not just learn. I mean, that is, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to accept. Oh, this is going to be used for good, but it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lisa Turkhurst, I, I found a quote from her that I, I would like to share. And it's, I do know God is a God of process. God's process to develop my character, to match my calling, might include me having to learn to let go of something I treasure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, there's there's those beautiful drawings that have you know, the the little child with the teddy bear. And it's like, oh, but God, I love this. And he's like, do you trust me? And he's holding the giant teddy bear behind yeah. him. Mm-hmm. When we release that, that little teddy bear, whatever that that treasure looks like to you, when you release that into God's hands, he multiplies it. 
He's got something better. He's got mm-hmm. something yeah. better. That doesn't mean you won't and, you have know, to wait for that's it. Right. And this is, right. we're not talking prosperity gospel. We're no. not talking, that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. our version of what we think is such a treasure. Yes. Is nothing compared to what God has for us. And so yes. if we can let that go, whatever that other thing his, is he's got, it's it's better. It is. Mm-hmm. And um, Blessing Offer, the song Belief, it's, but what if you know something I don't? What if you will something I won't? Mm-hmm. If you don't give me what I want, but you give me what I need, is that enough to believe? Mm-hmm. And I have had that on repeat because yeah. it, it's an anthem for where we are in our lives right now. God, this isn't what I wanted, mm-hmm. right? but it's what we needed. Yeah. And the bittersweet restoration of our family is, you know, you, you gave us Evan but I wish Ben was here to experience Evan and his his sobriety and his his the prodigal returning. Mm-hmm. And I wish we were all together and and all of these things that I wish Earthside would happen. But then you think, well, my child has this autoimmune disorder and I, I wish he would heal that. But look how many people have been witnessed to in the hospitals. Look how many people we can pray for when we're there. Yeah. Look how many experiences have come from that when you think about, okay, how many people did I get to witness to when I was in the hospital for nine days? Right. Mm-hmm. How many people got to hear my testimony of how we came to have Joshua, right. which we didn't even touch on. Um, <laughs> but just the ways that that God has provided when we don't even see it mm-hmm. um, has been an absolute blessing and, and gift. Um, he's just that good. He's, he's just, just that good. He's just that good. He's just that yeah. good. Well, we are running out of time. So is there anything? Um, and we are actually going to have a little bonus episode with Woo-hoo! Katie and um, her children's stepmama, yes! Christy. So um, we will have that coming up shortly. But um, anything that we did not touch on that you wanted to be sure that you said? Oh, um. I would like to just do kind of a call to action from this point forward. Don't be afraid to keep a prayer journal. Mm -hmm. See the ways that God is answering your prayer. Write down the dates. Mm -hmm. They are significant. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, when I wrote the date that we met, I didn't know that's what was going to happen that day. I was just writing the lesson that, you know, I was learning. Um, but to be able to go back and have that tangible reminder of God's goodness, His faithfulness, you know, great is that faithfulness. Mm-hmm. There is power in that. Mm-hmm. He is faithful. Yep. I have seen it in the restoration of family dynamics that we have prayed for for five years that aren't even related to us. I've seen it in my best friend. She is she is now having her, her God loving, God-fearing relationship that she has prayed for for so long. Mm -hmm. We are seeing the ways that God's fruits are are ripening and the harvest. And, you know, to have the harvest, you have to plow, you have to prune, you have to cut out the things that are are not healthy. You have to to let Him water it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The waiting's hard. The waiting is so hard. But I love what you said about, you know, journaling. That's one thing. I think, you know, again, something I've really learned, and sometimes it feels foolish, but write down what 
you want. Like yeah. write it down. Like right, yes. if it's just between you and the Lord, you know, he, he, knows, he knows it anyway. He already <laughs> knows. He already knows. And sometimes yeah. you'll look back and think, oh, how foolish that I wanted that. And sometimes you look back and say, God, you like to the smallest detail you've come through. You like it's just, mm-hmm. a, I just, that's one of the reasons I love prayer journaling because yes. you can, you can look back and say, oh my goodness. Like I forgot I even, you know, like you said yes. about D, like details, like God is a God of details. Oh yes. So. And he's a one upper. I mean, but yeah. he takes an exceedingly and abundantly and that's right. Yeah. More than we could ever hope or imagine. Mm-hmm. And to see that, is so humbling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you're like, why, Lord? We're just big old sinners. And you're just so yes. good to us. Of which I am the worst. I know. <laughs> I know it, girl. Yeah. I have loved this conversation. Likewise. And I love thank you. you. And thank you love for you. your goodness. Yeah. Just thank you. Thanks thank for, you for sharing. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I love having any opportunity to share how God has worked through. They're all the mess. Mm. No matter what you are going through, God is full of hope and his mercies are new every morning. We pray that through today's episode, you have been encouraged as we have. God loves you and so do we. As always, thanks for being with us today. We hope that you will subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a rating or a review. Let us know what you think about the latest episodes. And we look forward to being with you again next week with a brand new story. We'll see you then.